Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. I invite you to follow along in your own Bibles or simply to hear as these words wash over us. And I'll also admit that every once in a while I feel the gap between the need to submit a sermon title at the beginning of the week for publication use and the way the sermon goes as I continue to search in the scriptures. So I would probably change the title as I got closer and or as I went further and further into this sermon. If you are looking for the moment when I say the catchphrase, just know that I probably would have rephrased or retitled today's sermon something like dry bones or preaching to the spirit. I invite now to hear from the word of the Lord. The hand of the Lord came upon me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones, and he led me all around them. There were many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. And he said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. And then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied. As I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. And I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. And then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. The whole house of Israel says, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves. O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord. And when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, I will put my spirit within you. And you shall live. And I will place you on your own soil. And then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Father, whether because of my words or in spite of them, may your word be spoken this morning. Whether we come with willing ears or stubborn ones, help us to hear. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. I love how Ezekiel goes out of his way to make it very clear to us that these weren't just any bones that were there in the valley. It's not enough for him to tell us that it was a valley of bones. It's not enough for him to tell us that there were many bones in the valley and that they filled the valley. No, Ezekiel is going to tell us 
and then tell us again, and then tell us again, in case we missed it, that all these bones that were in that valley were dry bones. And they weren't just dry, he says. Verse 2 tells us that they were very dry. Ezekiel just keeps saying it again and again. He doesn't care who knows it. He'll say it to their face or their calcium, however it is that you insult a set of bones. When he begins to preach to the bones, Ezekiel says, you dry bones. And when I read this passage, I feel a little bit like I'm at the very beginning of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. I don't know if you remember those opening lines, but Charles Dickens begins by saying, Marley was dead. He was dead to begin with. There was no doubt about that whatsoever. The register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner, and Scrooge signed it. Old Marley was dead as a doornail. That's Ezekiel with these bones. They were dry. They were very dry. And when they came together, they rattled and they clanked because the bones were all dried up. And Ezekiel says this like it's a bad thing. But I have to tell you that if I ever come across a valley of bones, I would rather that they be dry. That seems way better than the alternative. When I was in high school, our High school biology teacher had a skeleton in the corner. It was almost a century old. It was from the days when they allowed you to make skeletons out of real human bones. And I got to tell you, that real skeleton creeped me out a whole lot less than the very fake plastic dummy of the human digestive tract she had in the other corner. I don't go much in for gore in horror movies or in my heavenly visions. If there are going to be bones, I like them dry. That seems much better. But these dry bones trouble Ezekiel because they are a reminder to him that Israel is dead. Dead as a doornail. No doubt about that whatsoever. For seven years, Ezekiel had been prophesying that this would happen. That the nation of Babylon would come and conquer Israel, tear its capital to the ground, and take its people into exile. And all of Ezekiel's prophecies had been co-signed by Isaiah and Jeremiah and Zephaniah and Obadiah and Habakkuk. All the, prophets, all the prophets had predicted the exile and put their names to it, put their names on the line to announce it. And then it had happened. And the passage that we read today comes from a vision that Ezekiel had roughly one year after it all happened, after Babylon came in and the nation fell and nearly everyone was deported from their homeland into exile in Babylon and the remnant who were left, the few who were not deported, they soon fled to Egypt, to the place that they had left hundreds of years before, to the place that was for them a sign of captivity. And by the time Ezekiel is prophesying, the land of Israel has been stripped bare. And the people themselves, the ones who are in exile, describe themselves in their prayers by saying to God, Oh God, our bones are dried out and we are cut off completely. And if that doesn't capture the devastation, I don't know what can. It would be one thing 
if the dry bones were those who had fallen in battle. But when Ezekiel looks out on those dry bones, what he is seeing is a vision and a representation of what is left from the people who survived. It is the exiles who made it through the battle, but whose life now feels desiccated and separated. So much so that it feels as though there is not a single scrap of living tissue connecting one of them to the other and they are scattered like dry bones. And I expect that there are very few of us worshiping this morning who can fully identify with how it feels to be entirely cut off from one's people and one's land. But I also expect that every one of us can imagine it a little bit more vividly now than we once could. Is there anybody who hasn't run dry in the last year? Is there anyone who has not been bone-tired? Is there anyone who cannot totally relate to Ezekiel when God asked, can these bones live? And Ezekiel kind of throws up his hands as if to say, Lord, I don't even know anymore. You know better than I do. And then, don't you know it, God proves Ezekiel right. God knows what to do when Ezekiel is at a total loss, when there is nothing left to hold it all together. God just creates the sinews and the muscles and the skin and the connections. God makes them out of nothing. And before Ezekiel knows it, there are things all around him that look like whole living bodies. If he squinted, he might just think they were asleep. And who knew? It could be such a miracle for things to look normal. But the greater news for Ezekiel then and for us today is that God is not done when everything looks normal. When you've seen what it is like to be scattered and disjointed, left high and dry, you might take some comfort in simply getting things back in order. You might finally get to make a schedule and some plans, and you can put this worry here and this hope over here, and everything is in its place, and there's a place for everything. You might even figure out a Sunday morning routine that works again. And then, once you get Sunday morning right, doesn't everything flow from that? Isn't that the hope that Monday will come next and Tuesday, and the knee bone's connected to the thigh bone, and the thigh bone's connected to the hip bone, and just everything works as it should. And that can be a bona fide miracle but it is only half the miracle God wants. Because God has no sooner restored the bodies of the bones than he tells Ezekiel that now is the time to stop preaching to the bones. Instead, God says, prophesy to the spirit. Tell the spirit to breathe upon these bones and sinews and skin and tell them to get on their feet. And Ezekiel does just that. And God does just what he promised. And just like that, the people of God are on the move. And I find myself reading this and hoping that I know when to preach to the bones and when to preach to the spirit. And I am reminded that we are still in the season of Pentecost. 
And we remember God's promise that the old would see visions and the young would dream dreams. And I find myself hoping that everyone here will be bold enough to speak words of life to those who are dried up and worn out. And I find myself hoping that we will not be content just to see a few more people join the body of Christ. Because it is a miracle. Anytime a new member finds life here, it is a miracle. If someone walks through our doors and gives their life to Jesus and is somehow knit together with the body of Christ here at Dolphin Way. But there is an even greater miracle that God intends. God intended for this body to move and breathe and live with the very spirit of God. God made us to go out and to believe that every inch of soil is holy ground and every single moment touches eternity. And even in the driest valleys, we are called to believe that God is breathing new life and not just putting things in order. It was back in March. As more and more folks here at Dolphin Way were getting vaccinated and making their first steps back to in-person worship that some other folks who'd been worshiping in person for a while pulled me aside and in various conversations they would say things like, I admit it, preacher, I was worried. I didn't quite believe it would feel like this again. And if I'd been reading Ezekiel back then, I would have known what to say. I would have said, yeah, but I wonder what God will do next. Because I am so grateful that we serve a God who has a word for the bones. I am grateful that we serve a God of order and connection, a God who will knit the things and the people that the world too often scatters But I am also grateful that we serve a God who has more than just a word for the bones. Because when the church has got its house in order, it has only just begun. And when God is done preaching to our weary bones, he speaks to us of the spirit and everything changes. Just like it changed for Ezekiel. After years of preaching, judgment and warning and caution, this becomes the moment that Ezekiel begins to preach hope. And for the rest of his ministry, everywhere he goes, Ezekiel's message will be, this is not how it will be forever. He will preach on behalf of God and say, God will restore you. God will settle you in new lands. God will make you whole again. And God gives Ezekiel more visions beyond the valley of dry bones, including a vast epic vision of a new temple, grander and more wonderful than anything that ever stood in Jerusalem. And when Ezekiel in his vision has walked the full perimeter of that temple and come to its entrance, he finds their water pouring out of the lower gate. So much water that it begins as a pool in which he can splash and then it becomes a river in which he wades and then a river in which he swims and then a river too great for anyone to cross and in that river team life of fish and on its banks are nourished trees that bear fruit and Ezekiel says the trees that grow beside that river that their fruit will be food and their leaves will be for healing and all in all by the time Ezekiel is done we are a long way from the valley of dry bones and all of it is God's doing as we heard at the end of today's reading none of these miracles are something that we can accomplish Who among us can put sinew on dry bone? Instead, God says, I will put my spirit within you. 
and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil, and then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will act, says the Lord. And as I stand here at the end of a school year that is ending very differently than the last one or than any that's come before, a summer that is starting very differently, but also feels maybe just a mite more normal than last year's. And as I think back on all the driest, hardest moments and the sorrows that have visited many in our church and the low, dry valleys in which everyone has been scattered at some point, I am very aware that it is only by the grace of God that anything could ever feel normal. God has worked more miracles than I can count through teachers and nurses and doctors and drivers and servers through the simple, persistent faithfulness of disciples. God has worked miracles through technology. And God has worked miracles through the hearts of hundreds of you who have gone the extra mile to make some sort of non-technological connection with someone. Let them know they belong in the body of Christ. And as we carefully take our next few steps towards something like normal, I am certain that God has greater miracles in store, and I am certain that they will not come by our own power. It must be the Lord who acts and speaks, or all our best efforts will just be the rattling of bones. So I think about the months ahead, and the one thing that I know is that I want to preach to the bones and to the spirit. And I want to tell those who are worn out and cut off that God can knit them into the body of Christ, but I also want to see that body moving with power and purpose and life. And I want you to join me. And I'm asking you to pray for something more than just that summer might feel normal. Let us pray for a holy wind to blow and breathe so that everyone around us will know that it is the Lord who speaks and acts and moves through Dauphin Way. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.